Hello and welcome to episode 96 of the Flames Fancast. It's been a couple weeks since our last episode, but we're here. Thank you for being here too. And uh, we got a lot to cover today. There's a lot that's going on as we're heading into the all-star break. Jake, how are you? Doing all right. Doing all right. How are you? Great. Yeah. Bang average, just I, like the Flames. You know what? We, uh, it's, it's promising that we came back after three weeks. <laughs> it's only been three weeks, everybody. Just yeah. uh, let's take the wins. A good time to get uh, some mid-season assessment in, which is exactly where we're going to start. And exactly what our loyal fans have been waiting for. We have a cutting-edge analysis, chock-full agenda for you today. Like, man, a lot has gone on in these last two weeks. So let's get started. Listen, overall mid-season report card. Where would you put the Flames in terms of how they're doing, expectations, what you want them to achieve? I would rate them as where I expected them to be, uh, somewhere around at a mediocre spot in the standings, which is what they're at. Uh, I think, if anything, they've overachieved. <laughs> and uh, I think what I've been impressed with is the effort like from the young guys coming in. And uh, what I want from them is to keep losing, yeah, and, but, and, but I, losing in a good way, like losing competitively. This is the wrong time to overachieve. I, I mean, especially now. Like you're in, we're we're done January essentially, right? You're gonna be hitting. You're gonna be hitting. Uh, you know, the final stretch of the season here after the All Star break. This is the wrong time to fucking go for something, right? To think that you can make the playoffs still or whatever it's gonna be. Yeah, I mean, it's really hard for me to put a kind of assessment on it because we 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 needed to go one of two ways perform much better, really overachieve, or perform much worse. And we've done neither. We've just been absolute middle of the pack, that, that mid-ground, mid-table teams that are just going to kill us down the road. And, I mean, all signs are pointing towards Conroy selling, but we absolutely need to clear these guys out of here come deadline day. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there's nothing else to say with that, really. They, they need to be gone, but... I guess performance-wise, there have been lots of ups and downs. It's, it's like a C, a C for me. I mean, like, I, okay, maybe I misunderstood the way you're asking it, but, like, I think their C, C-minus season is what I expected. Yeah. So it's like... But that's not an A, right? No, it's no, 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 no. Like, an A if season. I, if, but you're you know, a C, if you're a C student and you give me C work... I, I was always a C student. Still, I, it's still a C. You don't need to tell me what it's like to be a C student. I invented C student. Like, my name starts with a C. I don't need <laughs> anyone to tell me. But, I, you know, I would have, ironically, I would have given this team an A if they were dead last in the league because that's yep, what I wanted to That's what I would have done. I would have given yeah. them an A either. This is, I was tempted to almost say an F because this is failing. It is failing, it's, actually. It's, it's, it, you could possibly have some GMs who'd say, I'm not selling. I'm, I'm keeping these guys for the run-in, right? And then we you're like, can't, why? We can't do that. This team has, has shown nothing that they have any kind of opportunity to win a Stanley Cup. It's a first-round exit guaranteed if you're in the playoffs. Guaranteed. Yeah, I mean, like, it's... The other thing is, like, we're, we, we have to accept facts here. The reality is this, this organization, franchise... It's not a franchise. It's an organization at this point. Uh, franchise indicates that they actually want to do well at some point in their fucking future here. But anyway, the organization... Um, to me, we have to accept facts. They're never going to tank. They're never going to tank. 
So we, we don't have it in our DNA. It's never going to happen. So any type of hope and future of this club ever doing that for some generational pick is a moot point. We're never going to do it. So I, at least as a fan myself, have changed my views a little bit. I've softened up a bit on the organization because I'm just going to accept the reality we're not going to do it, right? And the reason why I'm bringing that up is that, you know, now I'm at a point where I'm like, okay, well, it, this is the worst they're going to do, the mid-table. Like, the, in their DNA, this is tanking. Yeah. And so I'm kind of trying to adjust my expectations at this point, being like, well, this is as good as a tank for the Flames. I mean, so I just hope that whatever we get from Conroy just has to go in there and get rid of players. That hey, that, I don't know. Tanev is contributing to defensive solidity a lot. What has Lindholm really done? Nothing. I mean, no, he's a he's great. Been, he's a great two-way player, but he's been a disappointment this year. Backlund sure. is better than him this year. Backlund has had. I think we've been giving Backlund shouts for like the last three seasons here. I think Backlund. Honestly, if every player was like Backlund, we might actually be in a different spot right now. But that's not the case. Uh, Lindholm is done, man. Lindholm, I think it has nothing to do with him as skill or anything like that. It's just I think he's mentally finished with this team. And he knows that he's going to get dealt. And he's just kind of he's going through the motions at this point. He's just kind of like, well, whatever. Right? Let, let, okay, let's do that now. But I mean... <laughs> Your a, bad, a bad year to do that when it's your contract year and you're a pending UFA. Well, it's a bad year for from the a, club, too. Yeah. But from a personal level, really bad time to check out, not show yeah. up, not really score many goals, not contribute to much. And maybe something that Huberto, you know, is infectious. <laughs> and it's, the, it's spread to Mangiapane and Lindholm. Uh, I, I mean... The um, Huber disease. Mangiapane is another fucking onion we're going to have to peel here. But with Lindholm... It just, but don't you agree? Like he's kind of, he is just going through the motions. I don't. When I've gone to, like, I've obviously I've watched most games, but the games I've actually gone to the stadium for, I watch. I watch guys like him and Huberto, like when they're on the ice individually, and I just kind of watch how they're skating around and stuff. Just mo- mostly just for my own hockey. Like I just gotta fulfill something, right? I don't. The guy's not active on the ice, no. and no. he's not hungry. And he's just kind of floating around, but, waiting for the puck to be dished to him. But doesn't that come down to your coach? It could be. Your coach has to notice that, and your coach has to do something about that. It could be. And if you have these drifters in the lineup that have been, you know, drifting for months, that's a, that's a coaching problem. It could be. It could be both, though. I can't see it any other way. It's well, the coach's it's job to motivate these players, right? Yeah, and but- if this player is not going to perform, you ship him out. And then you say you, you, you use every tool in your box to try to get this guy to perform. So are you saying that Huska is more at fault for Lindholm's performance than Lindholm is for his own performance? <sighs> or are you saying that's in tandem? Yeah, it's, 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 you know, it's not just, I'm just saying it's not just Lindholm. I place a, a large portion of blame on Huska as well. Wow. Because you have to motivate these players to perform. Um, like what's, what's, what's up with Huberto? You know, was apparently Huska's done everything he could to get that guy going. Still not going. That's on him. It's on Huberto at this point because Huberto is given every opportunity, but Lindholm, Lindholm's a different case, especially being in a contract year. That motivation should be intrinsic for him, but whatever. Well, even then, like, even if you're his agent, you're probably like, Hey man, like you really got to actually play well. Cause whatever, 
who cares if you're leaving the Flames? You're not doing yourself a favor for the next contract. Right? If we get, if, if by some farce of management we give him a nine million per year contract or something ridiculous, I can't, I can't handle that. <laughs> I can't. Well, get ready he's, for the Hannafin extension. He's playing like a two million player right now. <laughs> yeah, the Hannafin extension I can understand a bit more when if the team is looking at losing. Losing a Tanev type player and Hannafin's kind of been a bulwark back there all season. He's improved and he's he's earned that money. Yeah, H- Hannafin at least you know he's starting to turn up. He's starting to contribute more. And you know that if that guy's signing that contract, he's seeing something where he wants to be here. You know, Weger turned a corner somehow. Weger's we- having Weger's a great year. He's Weger's turned a corner good. somewhere and. Players like Anderson, and you got an injection of, of you know youth and vitality in Shillington, and you have those bottom pairing D men. Zadorov, Zadorov didn't want to be here. He got the fuck out. Like a couple weeks later, he, we shipped him out. But we should be doing that for every player. Yeah, that, we, we should. But I think that expressly we're didn't want to be waiting here. for some kind of miracle deal. But I mean, <laughs> I look at these guys on on the internet that Lindholm's compared to. It's like fucking Thomas Novak. <laughs> I, I, there, there, there are Boston fans saying we need to get this guy instead of Lindholm because yeah. they're looking at the data, they're looking at the numbers and saying this is what we need. They're not, they're not going off the name. You know, Lind, Lindholm has name pedigree, like so did Kachuk and Goudreau when they all had that amazing season. But that yeah. pedigree's gone. Well, especially, <laughs> especially for Lindholm, especially for Lindholm because he's especially for Lindholm, he's been disappointing. Like if this was Lindholm from three seasons ago, sure. Like New Jersey, the Boston, million. these guys are all yeah. working for him. Forty right? goals a season. Yeah, no question. I'd be amazed. Maybe not amazed, but I'm borderline that we're going to get a first for him. Borderline. I think we will in the end. I also think we might not. You know. But it's not going to be like a good first, man. Like no. it's going to be. I mean, ideally, you want to trade to a team that's going to be out in the first round of the playoffs, and you got there first, and they draft 18th, <laughs> right? <laughs> But that usually doesn't happen when these teams load up on these players like Lindholm. No. no. I, I, I can't see Boston going out in the first round. Well, I, they did last year. Maybe they will this year. But, I mean, I, I mean Lindholm to Boston happen. seems like a good fit to me. Hockey, hockey is, we, we've said this before, hockey is probably, among all the professional sports, it's probably the most Im- unpredictable, I'd say. Up, it's up there. Like, you, you will see upsets. So, anyway, but I, I think, like, I don't know. While we're on, it, while it's we're, frustrating watching Lindholm, knowing what he's capable of. Yeah, it's and, not as frustrating with Huberdo, at least for me, because and maybe it's because I didn't really watch him when he was at Florida, maybe just in the playoffs. But I just don't think he was that fucking good. Well, like, you're also desensitized to Huberdo now, right? Oh, I'm totally desensitized. Like I'm being completely biased here, but I, I just don't obviously think obviously it's a that was a scandal fucking contract man like that that really fucked this organization we yeah. have him until he's 40 fucking years old that's that's and painful and we're gonna be watching him like when we're almost fucking like 48 so i mean like it's just it's fucked at this point i don't know something will happen man he'll retire before that i, I mean like yeah like or you just i mean what's the downside in fucking putting him on waivers and setting him to ahl we still have to pay him the same fucking money it's not like I, I'm starting to wonder if he's a good guy in the dressing room now. Like, I don't think he's a bad guy. No, in the dressing but like, room. you know what? You got to have a really fucking good personality for people to like, look at you in a losing season and be okay with you running your fucking mouth in the dressing room, making 10 fucking mil a year. And you can't even put up more than 35, 40 points. 
Like, I, I got to think that there's some animosity because of that. I, I mean, like... What did he say? No, no, no one said anything. I'm just oh. saying in general. Like, at this point, think about two, three years down the road. He's still making this crazy-ass money. Barely, let's say he barely breaks 40 points again three years from now. And he's still like this, you know, like... It, the second he might even try to criticize someone, he's going to have zero credibility. I, I don't think he does. No, but I'm saying, like, for a senior guy, if he wants to talk to young guys, like, try to be, like, you know, try to be, like, a big brother or, like, a mentor to them, like, he can't. I don't think he's doing any of that. I know, but he should be. The guy seems right? very concerned with his image on Instagram, the way people perceive him. And he doesn't seem very concerned with the score sheet at the end of the night when he's putting up goose eggs. Yeah, and all I'm trying to say is this. If if the organization or if coaching staff thinks that Huberdo is being a negative guy or at least is a negative influence in the dressing room, whether or not he does anything, it, it might be just an ultimate distraction. His contract, his performance. Like, at some point, I do think animosity in the room for him will grow. Yeah. At some point. Other players getting continues. frustrated with this guy. Yeah, because they're going to be like, fuck, man. Like, yeah. Every time I give you the puck, you're fucking losing it. Or you're making these weird spinorama backhand passes, like trying to be like fucking Crosby in that fucking goal of the season. Like it just, I don't know. My, my patience with this guy's done. Obviously, it's not, but... it's not sustainable for another seven years at 10.5 no, million. No. So, I mean, I Something, agree with you. Something something's got to break down the line. And, but, uh. <laughs> You're just going to eat this contract, though, man. I mean, he just seems like a guy who's going to coast off into the sunset and take his pay, right? Well, I mean, I wouldn't blame him. I'd do the same thing. No, of course you would. He's entitled to that money. We gave him that contract. Yeah, you didn't put us at gunpoint. It sucks. It It absolutely sucks. just like any GM that has a fucking amazing idea should be hired by the Flames. Like, any GM that goes up to our fucking ownership is like, you know what? I know how to get rid of half of this guy's contract. I would hire that GM right away. I'd be like, Craig, it's been a slice, but, but we just found someone. But getting rid of half someone. of his contract, yeah. I mean, yeah, but you can't even get rid of, like, a, a dollar of his that. contract. There'll be a team that'll do that, you know, really? three or four years. Yeah, they take, they, they're going to eat When he's 35? Years. Yeah, they'll eat it. Arizona <laughs> did that shit forever, man. Someone traded for Nathan Horton's contract, dude. That guy's basically dead. He, he, uh, he's never returned, you know? Like, weren't they trading around Mark Savard's contract, too? Yeah, that, I mean, that's going back, but yeah. Shit like that, you know? Huberto oh, will have a fucking toenail injury, and he'll be, he'll be out. <laughs> Listen, back to Lindholm quickly. What do you think about him going to the All-Star game? I think it's ridiculous. Like, he's clearly not our best player, man. Why are you laughing? <laughs> Who would you send in his place? I I send Kadri. I think Kadri's been way better for this team than Lindholm has. Damn the stats. I don't even know like Coleman, Ka- Coleman or Backlund. Coleman. Oh yeah, Coleman, Backlund, the Kadri, like those are th- easily three guys I'd send over Lindholm. Lindholm doesn't make any sense. I think we should send Huberdo. Yeah. He'll be like the John Scott of fucking we like send All-Star him. games. We should send him. Listen. I think John Scott might have had more points than him <laughs> when he got called up. <laughs> Back to the report card, just quickly. Yeah. And purely performance metrics, performance so far. How do you how do you rate the goaltending, the three of them? Oh, they've been they've been the best part of this team, as far as I'm concerned. Markstrom especially, like Markstrom's had a rebound year, which 
we were all hoping for and like uh, Vladar's been solid too to be honest like I don't really remember many games where he's kind of shit the sorry shit the bed and Wolf's been good too I mean yeah I, I like our goaltending is like the only real bright spot on this t- aside from like Azari and all those guys but our goaltending has been consistently good this year has we're not been. we're not losing because of them I can nope. tell you that unequivocally we were losing because of them maybe last season, but we weren't. We're not losing because of them this year. No, we're definitely not. So, but that said, what do you give them? Huh? What's I give grade? them an A, man. Oh, like, okay. I'll, yeah. I'll settle on A minus. I give them an A. Yeah, they deserve A range. There's all those Markstrom rumors too. I mean, he might go Markstrom to Jersey in particular. I read I'm one okay today. with that. It was like Markstrom and Tanev to Jersey for a whole bunch of goodies that will I'd... somehow turn into Rico Fadas. But hey, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Uh, how about the D? <laughs> D's been okay. I would give the D like a, you know, I I feel like they would deserve a B minus, but we're still playing pretty badly. Like, and they're not consistent. The consistency has been bad. I'd C plus. I I give them a B plus. Really? Just uh, from the performances of, uh, Uyghur, I I like Anderson and, and Hannafin. I haven't complained about this year. There have been mistakes that happen from our third pairing, but you know and. The fact that Zadorov just says, I want out, and we traded him out, that counts for something. We Shillington's back. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. He, he it's doesn't a B look plus like. for me. I'm going to be a little generous here. He, he doesn't look like he's lost much of a step. Like, he's looked pretty good. He's got that hunger. Yeah, which that I. That desire. You know, he's found the passion again. Which is good. And when, when you find that, it makes a difference, right? When you, you think, you, maybe I'm never stepping out on the ice ever again, and you get back out there. There's probably that's some a big feeling. It's probably like a crazy rush for him. Like yeah, a good. That's a big feeling. And it's funny. And he was like, always an energetic player. Oh, for sure. But like, I think the only thing that's holding me from giving them like a B range is just the Uyghur is still doing that weird fucking thing where he does that extra move on the blue line on the power play and sometimes gives it away. He like, I, I know it's anecdotal and it only happens maybe a handful of times, but when I do watch it, it sticks and tattoos in my brain. It's like, dude, like, so unnecessary. Don't. Wow. Um, Anderson's been much better. Um, I mean, it, maybe we're being too generous here because we're, our well, record we're, isn't great. No, our record isn't great. But our D, our, our goaltending definitely is the outperformer of the season so and, far. Uh, but the D has not been as bad as the forwards. And here comes the forwards. Yeah, that's like a D. That's a D for me, too. Yeah. yeah. There have been some been bad. some performances that have been... Uh, Coleman is overachieving for sure. Oh, Backland yeah. is overachieving, but the drop-offs from Mangiapane, the Huberdo, uh, the Lindholm, um, and I want to get into this in a second, but the absolute failure of Coronado to break the lineup yeah, has been what's going grossly on disappointing because there's been opportunities given to young players. Pospisil's made it. Um, Zari's made it. I'm sure Pelche was going to be given a chance down the line, but... Man, Coronado, what the fuck? Give him time. Uh, it's still early, but yeah, like I you gotta agree. seize your opportunity. No, I, I you agree. gotta seize it. You get it. You get that. He had them. He was afforded the greatest opportunity out of any of these players. He was maybe perhaps a top six forward at the start of the season, and just shit the bed mm-hmm. hard, and then is given opportunities again and again, and just can't perform. By the way. You know who sucks on Washington? Matthew Phillips. Dude, 
Well, you know what? We're still to blame for that, I think. We didn't bring him up in time. I don't know, man. I don't know, but like, how old is he now? Guy's given an opportunity. Yeah, great. After fucking cooking in the AHL for like seven years. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm, I'm not going to... It's not like Washington has forwards that are knocking it out of the park either. There's been a lot yeah. of opportunity to do well there. Fair enough. Fair enough. But I mean, like, I wasn't expecting Phillips to get like 100 points either. Like, it's kind of like... No, but... I, I just think we fucked him. I think we stunted his growth, and now like, and now he's finally playing catch up with his perhaps his potential, right? I don't know. I I kind of blame us a little bit on that, but yeah, I mean, he's if he's not good enough, he's not good enough. But I'm gonna I, go with the Sutter was right camp on this one. I don't know. I don't blame the Flames. I think like uh, I will say that the only ones that really deserve a shout out on the forwards is the. Kadri, Zeri, and Pospisil line. I feel like they create something almost every time they're on the ice. We're forgetting Serengovich, who's doing really and well. And Serengovich. Serengovich has been really good. Like, we got to tip our hats to the scouting staff, like, assuming they didn't pull off a fucking fluke because they haven't really shown us much in the, until, like, the last few seasons where we've been drafting pretty good. But um, the right move. The, that was definitely the, the right move. move if right it was move. on purpose. Serengovich, he looks like Hoodler, man. Yeah. A lot. Yeah, yeah. He looks like Hoodler. That's a that's a good shot. When I on see Serengovich, I, I see Yuri yeah. Hoodler. White lines all in an airplane, you know, <laughs> I see I see it. You see him wearing Kleenex boxes for fucking <laughs> shoes. Um I do like Serengovich's like he's got some he's got some pretty like like low key creativity that he just pulls out of nowhere sometimes, right? Like he'll kinda do that wrist shot where he kinda moves his hands around his body and then does some weird wrist shot like it fucks up the goalies. Yeah, and his you back need that hand, like yeah, no, he's good. Kind of like, unassuming skill. Totally, you're not thinking this guy's gonna do that, and then out of nowhere, it's right on you. Now right? my worry is that he does well this year, and then let's say he does well next season. Then you've and got then, a good player on your hands. Then you got a good player, but then I'm worried about that fucking extension. Is it is he RFA or is he UFA after this deal? I believe is UFA. I will double check right now, but. Ah, let's worry about that next year. Let him have a good season, man. You can, you, I mean, whatever. I want my players to play well. And then, and then you either got to pay them or you got to find that window where you've got so many great performing players that are performing uh, great and not getting paid very much that you win a Stanley Cup. That's not us, but... No, you know. it's not. But I mean, like, I, my point is, like, you shouldn't obviously build... You shouldn't be worried about signing someone if they're doing well. Like, that's not my point, right? But my point is, like, we've seen this before, and it's like a guy's playing really well, and we give him a fucking good contract, and then they just start. Listen, if it's, if it's RFA, we're going to bridge the guy. It's if not it's a Flames, UFA, he's probably yeah. not going to sign here. But it's not a Flames centric thing. This is like every club goes through this. Unless we extend him at the end of the year. Yeah, he's UFA. So. so then he's, you know, he's earned his money. And he's going to get paid somewhere. Um, yeah, it's either us or someone else. But I, I just don't want a seven fucking year deal. You know what I mean? Just yeah, I know what you mean. Give him four or five, right? Yeah. Like, because you gotta you gotta stagger these contracts now. Like, you can't you can't build a fucking franchise in the NHL unless you stagger like your talents on like offsetting years, like on like five to seven year tranches, right? Like, you can't. You can't build a team where you sign everybody on like one year, sorry, at the same year, and then they all expire at the same. Like you gotta, 
You got to stagger your skill and well, stagger I mean, your prospects. You can if they're generational players. Yeah, but, but we like, just don't have those. But you still have. Yeah, but your generational guy is going to fetch you ten year contract. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then so in in well, between. Well, I'm talking that, about those guys who get you know you get a Crosby and a Malkin in a row. That's and different. You, you stumble into a Latang. That's different. I like the, the Flames. Let's. Let's be fucking honest here. The Flames are not going to get that. No. The Flames aren't even going to get the one guy. Because they they refuse to play the fucking game here. But I'm saying that, like, whatever we end up getting, let's just say we, like, we get a player that's just worth the seven to ten year contract. You got to stagger guys in between that. Prospects and some other veterans and whatever so that you try to get it so that their peak years, they have the most optimal roster, right? That's how you got to do it now. Otherwise... There's no such thing as signing guys for three fucking years and, and like just re-signing them, re-signing them over and over we again. We just can't afford these contracts because they're hurting us. 100%. They're not helping us. And I understand why, of course, everyone understands why Treliving did that, right? But I think that speaks to a larger question about you can't ever be backed into a corner in a franchise where you feel like extending these guys is the, the be-all, end-all of your season. You know, if you actually look back at Kachuk and, and Goudreau leaving, we should have we should have walked away and we should have restocked. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, <laughs> Huberto coming here hasn't done anything for us, and I mean hindsight is twenty twenty. But looking at these guys and then going out and getting Kadri on big money and. Kadri's a great guy who fits into a team that's got a Nathan McKinnon and a Miko Rantanen and the Landis Cog on your top line who are banging in goals left, right, and center, and this guy comes up the middle on the second line and starts producing, right? He's competitive. He keeps up that edge. We're getting lucky this year when we're seeing players like Backland and Col- Coleman. Is, Coleman, to me, is... You know, this sums up the Flames because Coleman is kind of the... You know, epitome of the guy that you add to your franchise on the third line that brings you over the top. He shouldn't be your fucking leading scorer. <laughs> okay, uh, no, no offense to Coleman whatsoever, but that is not what you need in your team. You do not need Coleman to be your leading I don't even know if he is, but he was. He's up there at some point. But, man, that's just... That just speaks to the direction and the current situation of the Flames. And none of that is remotely good in the fact that we have this guy kind of leading the light So in offense. Coleman is top of our team. I mean, he's got 20 goals, 20 assists. Um, yeah, he's close to a point per game, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, that's great. That's, he's yeah. probably his best season he's on pace for. I think it, yeah. But he's not... He's not your guy. He's not your guy. Oh, he's definitely had the best season yeah. of his career. He is. He is. He is your. He is the guy who comes in and helps you, Tampa Bay, win a Stanley Cup. And that's and that's what I want to ask you now. So now that he's having a record year, and the deadline, well, he's here forever. Oh fuck! I'd move him. Yeah. I, well, maybe someone will go for him. No, nah, you not the deadline deals aren't deals that are often. Oh, I'm going to take no, this guy. No, I know, who's got but he's got a contract. Yeah, yeah, I understand. But like, if he really is fetching, like, if there might be a team that says, you know what, this guy is the missing piece. That third line, like you were talking about, Kadri, the same way. That third line guy, second line guy that comes in and just adds that oomph to your run. Yeah. Maybe I mean- maybe that's worth something to someone. Yeah, I think so. Did you even retain part of his contract? No, no, I'm not retaining any money. <laughs> no, not on not on four point whatever million. Okay, no, I'm just curious. Yeah. 
I mean, if you want this guy, you're going to pay for him because you think he's going to push you over the top. I can't see it happening. I really can't. I mean, it's just, it's just not fathomable to me. I but. mean, I don't think it's that crazy. I think, the, I think the Flames like him. I think the Flames like having this guy around. I think he's a good presence in the locker room. I think he's a good all-around hockey player. I think he kind of shows, you know, Flames determination and grit and none of the actual things that you want your team identity to be about, like skill and scoring goals. But hey, no, that's fair. I'm just, I'm just saying he's got he's four point nine a year after this year. Like, I mean, listen, it's if, not if terrible. The deal comes in, right? I'd move him. But yeah, I'm just saying it's not terrible. Like when the at the beginning of the season, I would have said it's out of the question. There's no way anyone's going to pay him for that. But with the season he's having, he's on pace for eighty points, right? I'm just saying, like, yeah. and and he he has Stanley Cup pedigree. He won a cup with Tampa Bay. Yep. And you know he might be your, like, every team that's like won the Stanley Cup, they've had that like utility guy that's kind of stepped up and was beyond the star power. Like, I mean, maybe maybe Calgary's Calgary's probably taking salary back. Maybe in that deal. Maybe, but I wouldn't uh... be against holding, let's say, a million. Of that four point. Okay, what do you what do you in in your let's say we ho- retain one million on Coleman, right? What are we uh, getting in return? Well, I'm hoping a first rounder for sure because I'd be like, well, if that's your missing piece for a Stanley Cup run, then he's worth a lot to you. Yeah, a first rounder, and maybe some prospect that my scouts telling me is pretty good. I mean, if we're retaining money, you need you probably need a first and a prospect. But. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, that's just me, but. I would say Blake Coleman's not out of the question of moving this year. I mean, hey, nobody's off the trade board. No, no one is. But his contract's not absolutely terrible with what he's no. doing right now. No, it's great. Yeah. It's a great like, contract. Yeah. Like, with what he's doing, it's a great contract. 100%. But, I mean, I just But he's can't. not doing that when we get good players again, right? Probably the, not. The market usually... <laughs> has there been the big trade yet? There was a big trade a little earlier, wasn't there? But I think a, a couple dominoes have to fall here with Montreal or Ottawa or something. Yeah. And then I think maybe Sean Monaghan deal might get done sooner rather than later. Probably. And then you might see other pieces starting to fall into place. And, and, but, you know, teams like to leave it late too because it's better for your cap. It's better for your salary numbers, right? Taking on, taking on a Lynn home, it's only, I don't know, at that point, what is it? 900000 a million towards the cap? It's not much. It's not much. So, but hey, that's that like that's kind of like that loophole that guys play, right? If they yeah yeah, or they're on long term injured reserve, and then the first yeah. game of the playoffs they're healthy. Yeah, magically, they ate their magic beans and they got better. <laughs> Fuck, magic beans. All right, we talked about Lindholm. Ooh, anything else on Shillington and Coronado? I think. At least this, like the last couple of games, Coronado got into positions. I think he wasn't, he was finding the right space. I think he's just maybe, look, he's got jitters. He's holding the stick a little tight. I think he's just got to, it's cliche, but I think he's just got to keep it simple. Like get into those space, like get into the space like you are and just take your shot. Just take a shot. Like I think maybe sometimes he does the extra pass. But he's on a line. They put him on a line where those guys are creative. He was on the Zeri Kadri line when Pospisil was out. So I think he maybe got a little bit caught up with trying to keep up with their skill when in reality, just play your game. Like he's he's a decent sniper. Like in the preseason, he scored quite a bit, like nice goals too. They weren't like fucking fluky shots on that. They were snipes and corner. Like he's picking his spot. So just 
you know, be on the receiving end of a shot. Like, take your shots, man. Like, that's, I, I don't, I have faith in him. Like, I think it'll be okay. It just, yeah, it's been rough, but, um, you know, everyone's got his eyes on him too, right? So I think he's, he's got to get, he's got to get a couple goals in and I think he'll shake all that off and start playing naturally. I think he's just kind of, he's kind of like Huberto. Huberto's holding his stick too fucking tight, man. Every time the guy gets a fucking puck, you know he's shitting himself. Like, he's got to change his fucking underwear in intermission because I know he's fucking shitting himself. His facial, his body language, his face when they pan up to him when the fucking whistle goes, the guy looks like he's just fucking pissing his pants, man. <laughs> I'm serious. I mean... Like, he just he's just kind of... Ah, I don't know how to explain it, but he's just so fucked in the head right now. Like, from, from a right hockey... Right now? Right now? Well, for the yeah, past... Fuck, for, for a while, yeah. Year and a half. It's, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, he's just, he's just ridden off. So, anyway. <sighs> Don't follow that trend, Coronado. <laughs> I no, you. I mean, he's got to... Yeah, he's got a while. Got to figure it out. Um, listen, you think Pelchier and Rooney are both recovering from, I think, shoulder injuries. They're back in the A. But, uh, man, I, I still don't understand the Kevin Rooney thing. I don't even know why we're still why are we still talking about this guy? Nine million? Well, like what? Why? Why? He's gone anyway. Like, when is his last year? I mean, he might be playing if we trade away centers. Well, we surely have someone. This is his last year, but surely we have some better in the A. This is fucking ridiculous. Like, why are we still talking about this guy? I mean, that that was the fill airtime, really. I, I gotta I gotta say, like, it's not like the worst signing of. Flames history, but fuck, it's up there. Like, I don't. What the fuck? Like, there was no point in signing this guy. Like, what? What redeeming quality did he have in the past that made us think that this was a good idea? He was big. That doesn't mean anything to me anymore. Or is big. I mean, great. I agree. You need some grit on the ice, but fuck me. Like, you gotta have skill still. Like, you can't. I don't know. It's kind of a nothing topic for me. Like, it just. Fuck. Whatever. I think. Uh... I don't know what to say about this guy. Yeah, I mean, let's leave him. <laughs> Listen, let's talk about Dubé. Um, first of all, Ooh. I don't know about this or how to word it, but it seems extremely likely that Dubé's yeah. indefinite leave of absence is related to the charges coming out in London, Ontario. Is it a bad look for the Flames to say he's stepping away for mental health or... Is, is it actually? I mean, we, we can never know, but I'm not so sure. Like, other clubs didn't state, you know, you look at the guys from Jersey and you look at Philadelphia, they just said indefinite leave from the team, right? There, no further comment. The Flames was Dubé's stepping away, mental health, personal reasons. Yeah, every other team. In, kinda, indefinite leave, right? Every other team almost copy-pasted the Flyers announcement on heart, right? Yeah. It was just indefinite leave, indefinite leave. No um, more comment, nothing no else more, to nothing say. No more, nothing else to say. Um, but the Flames were, Dubé's leave was before that, right? Yeah, it was before Carter Hart. What do you think? I, no, look, no, like, no, it just, no. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a vast believer in, in law and order and the justice system. Yeah, like, I, yeah but I mean the Flames. Yeah, you're, you're innocent until you're proven guilty. And, no, we're not there yet. No, no, I no, mean, I understand. So what I'm trying to get at is like, if the Flames say it's mental health, it's mental health for me until I'm proven otherwise. Okay. That's kind of how I'm looking at it. All right. Is that fair? Yeah, I, I mean, agree. I agree with you. I mean, I think maybe, I think less is more here. They should have just said 
Dylan Dubé is taking an indefinite leave for personal reasons. What's interesting, if I'm not right. mistaken, is that when Shillington went on leave, they didn't say it was mental health. No, they said personal, didn't they? Right. Yeah. So I, I find it weird that the Flames kind of were some as inconsistent, let's say, in this regard. because, Or maybe Shillington, I mean, maybe maybe they, Shillington told the organization, you know what, don't say that either. Maybe, maybe right? they were just kind of caught off guard by the whole do they. They probably weren't because, I mean, the guy's been playing like shit all year. <laughs> you probably got to have some insight as to why. I mean, yeah. So I fucking think hammer is about to drop. Now that said, if if it turns out that he's involved in this mess, and the Flames use it as a scapegoat, like you were asking before, or not a scapegoat. Sorry, that's a wrong way of putting it. Just the way they announced his leave. Shame on our club. Yeah. For for using, like, and I'm not saying they're using it. In a way, like, what's the word I'm looking for? They're not using it nefariously. Maybe, I don't think that's their intention. But if it is, and they're using it as part of an excuse to give him some kind of, you know, uh, sympathy, I, I, I'd be ashamed. Like, I, I would not, I, I just I'd think be pretty it was upset. worded wrong because they were the first ones to do it, right? 100%. And I just, I just it think it was a bit of a mistake. Because, and maybe... I mean, he probably is under a tremendous amount well, of stress. Yeah, and I was just about to say, that said, if, 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 if the rumors are, are true, yeah, I mean, your mental stress is going to be through the roof, obviously. So, right? I mean... But, I mean, again, like, but it's, it's the way it was communicated and portrayed. It's, it wasn't, like, it's, it's something that he was struggling. I, I think you thing. can just get away with saying personal reasons. You don't need to say mental yeah. health mental health because when these when these players step away from the game and you know they're receiving care from the player assistance program right yeah they don't they just say that's it yeah you got for care sure. from the players it could be for anything right yeah you don't know what it's for but and you don't want to soil the 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 importance of mental health you don't want to soil it by using it as part of a some strange 3d chess with the press right that's not the right thing to do in any circumstance whatsoever. So I, I hope that's not the case. That said, it's weird to say I hope that I hope it's not the case and he actually has some <laughs> stuff that he has to deal with. Like I don't want him to have mental health issues either, obviously. But it's kind of like we, we all know what I'm saying. It's like don't you can't do that. You're pulling a card that is very important to people's lives these days and like it's and it's a problem. Like people need to deal with that, right? And thus, you know, you you kind of soil it. But anyway, so Dubé was having a fucking terrible year, and sports wise, <laughs> I'm not gonna talk about anything else. But I mean, it's just it's just like I. It was almost like when I read that release, I was like, well, fuck, you know what? Maybe he just needs some fucking time off because like, yeah. he's not... I didn't think it was anything related to that. No, totally. And, and he's not this guy when it comes to points. Like he's, he's a better player than what he's showing. He's not much better, but he's better than this. So it was a disappointing season for him. Um, yeah, that season's over. For, yeah, yeah, well, for a while. So, I mean, and it's just, it'll be interesting to see like, kind of how the organize and how any organization really handles this situation because there's more than one player involved like there's yeah so you know the f- 
from a from a team management perspective, this brings another opportunity for some kid in the A to come up and fucking show himself. Oh, Jacob right? Pelche, man. Pelche is going to come back soon. Um, he's an exciting player. That fourth line is a rotating door of guys oh, who fuck. are just trying to stay fit and just guys who are trying to get a <laughs> shot. And... But I don't mind that. You know, Walker, I've been kind Dewar, of hope, Klapka, I've been hoping for that. Rears out now. You know, I don't mind Klapka. I think yeah. that you, you know, you want a guy get with that size. Hunger, man. Yeah, get he's that hungry. Hunger. Fuck it, and he's yeah. get some. He gets he uses his body, man. I I kind of like that. Like it just. I don't mind. I don't mind these guys getting an opportunity, getting the taste of it, and seeing some hunger in the team, man. Because you've got those listless players like Huberto and Lindholm, and you know Mangiapane starting to look more and more like a ghost out there, and. I just want these guys to come in with some energy and the most basic thing, the effort and energy, but what a state, what a state of the Calgary flames. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I this wasn't in my bingo card pile at all. Like it just, it's kind of like we just, I, the season's like so written off for me right now that I just want them to do something radical, like just do radical things. Like just, you Got know, retool, retool, like blow that's up. radical for the flames it is it really much it, it really is and like i just want them to just who are we gonna fetch the best value at this point from our team i would have said lindholm before the season started but now i'm thinking uh, markstrom but if he's oh. but his contract is still tough it's a tough one to swallow but he's had the i mean teams are looking at him year. he's doing great that's the thing so you're going to get this bona fide goalie. Come in. So the, I think the problem that you're going to face if you're Conroy is that you're going to receive a contract back, a de- a, like a sizable contract back in return. Conroy's got to do what's best for the organization. For sure. But I don't think anyone's trading Markstrom for just picks and like a prospect. They're, they're, good, they're going to have to shed a few million. I mean, maybe you uh, take a guy back. who's, you know, a player who's maybe making $4 million and is not quite performing as well as they're performing. And, and it just they come cancels here and slog out. it out for a year or two, and yeah. that's it, right? Or you hope you get a Sharon Govich-type guy back. No, you need to get a Sharon Govich-type guy back. You need to get a first-round pick back, especially if you're eating that salary, right? You're, you're for sure getting a first-rounder. I know that. I just don't think you're... You... I, don't know if the, uh, yeah, I don't know if the market's going to be huge, though, right? I mean, who needs a goalie right now? That's Jersey. Be... Well, there you go. Toronto. Toronto definitely needs a goalie, but Toronto has some pretty fucking terrible contracts that they got to do. I mean, Edmonton's with. winning, but I mean, what about Edmonton? Yeah, I just don't want to fucking help those fucking clowns. Carolina, yeah. Uh, yeah, so lots there's, of teams there's need a lot of goalie. teams. Yeah, okay. I mean, Markstrom's pretty much right up there at the top of the goalie list right now <laughs> of attainable guys. I mean, even Nashville said they'd listen on Saros. Yeah. I'd be calling if I was one of those guys. Yep. I'd be calling for sure. Yep. Okay, what do you want? <laughs> so, Let's talk business. Yeah. Yeah. I think there might be a bit of moving and shaking. And you got, you know, a cap rise next year, too. Cap's going up, so. And by how much again? I Two mil? Yeah, What's something it, like 80, that. 80, it's going up to 86, isn't it? I don't know. It's going up. It's going up a bit. Enough to... Give some more breathing. More than just one million, for example. It's going up a bit. Yeah. So we might see GMs pushing more chips in on the bet. Well, I mean, we're we're definitely on a lot of people's target like radars yeah, right we're now, we're right? Pretty like, much top of every trade bait list. Yeah, because everyone Hanifin, knows we're trying to Tanev, deal. Lindholm. I just you know Markstrom. 
I want to deal Hannafin because I I yeah, know I, I do too. I but... feel like the second we give him like a six seven year deal, like he's just gonna fucking go back I mean, to where he was. What is this guy gonna do? How is he gonna elevate your team to greatness? He's a consistent player who's been, you know, mostly mildly disappointing, but he's been mildly impressive this year. That doesn't move the needle for me. That's that speaks move on, retool, try again, get a pick, get a player, and give someone an opportunity, right? Yeah. And, and we just we need to find we need to find a Goudreau again and we need to find a freaking star D man and we need to give Wolf a run. And yeah, that's, we need to see these players we need to see some players achieve their potential. That's my number one thing. I think we just need to give the throne to Wolf in some way or another. That should be Conroy's mandate is I need guys that are going to fulfill their potential. Yeah. You're an A prospect. I need you to be an A player in the NHL. You're a B prospect. I don't need you to never play in the NHL. I need you to be a B, a B third line grind, you know, two way forward. That's what I need. And somehow we got to do that from the nicest, happiest general manager uh, in the league. And, and we can't be afraid to losing like... Like we lost Rizichka on waivers. We lost. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Fuck. Is that a mistake? Is that bad luck, or is that well, bad roster management? I think no. I think Rizichka. I like him, but he's just not. He wasn't consistent enough. He got a lot so of just opportunities. Bad luck? I think it was bad. Like I don't think they want to lose him on waivers of all things. But I mean that that's the cost of doing business is, with yeah. the revolving door, moving players up and yeah. down, and so that's the downside. I personally would think that we could get at least a pick out of him like if we were to deal him but yeah it's it's too bad it seemed like a waste to lose him on waivers but at the same time he might have needed something new right because he he was kind of he was starting to get into that fucking um oh god can't believe i'm forgetting his name right now we um tall guy that used to play for the flames like a few years ago um tall guy super disappointing college guy feaster pick you know who i'm talking about um, what position? It'll, it'll come to me. He was center, I think. Jankowski. Uh, Jankowski. Yeah, like I feel like I was getting total Jankowski vibes out of fucking Rizichka lately. Just this like very like inconsistent. The odd game looks really good. Uses his body, has good hands, and then other games just a fucking ghost. Has no idea what he's doing on the ice. So I think Rizichka's better, but um, unfortunately we lost him. Um, what can you do? Uh, I personally would have put Osterley on waivers, not De Simone. I think De Simone was slightly better than Osterley. I think Osterley's no good. I think he's a waste of a spot, to be honest. I think we were much better bringing up our AHL guys than and you know than signing because we signed Osterley this year, right? Or was it last year or whatever? But he's not from our system, so. I, I want to say it was last year. Yeah, either way. Like, it's just a... I don't understand why he keeps playing. Like, he's just... Well, <laughs> I know we, he's a third we pairing. We need him. <laughs> no, I know we need we him now. We traded Zdorov. No, I get it. But, like, he's a third pairing that, like, I just don't see the benefit of, like, not just like keeping him over a guy that we can bring up. Like, Pelletier... Uh, sorry, not Pelletier. Um, Poirier is coming back. He's well, a these great, guys might be playing because I know, but he's a great defender. But Poirier is a great. He's had a great couple seasons with the uh, with the Wranglers. He's a great defender. 
maybe a little bit more offensive than defensive, but whatever. I'd rather see him than Osterley, man. That's yeah. my point. Yeah, well, sometimes these uh, coaches and managers, they like experience. Good. Sometimes. Because <laughs> it's really working out for this fucking franchise right now. <laughs> hey, they're trying. <laughs> I don't even know. Fuck, it's a mess, man. No, we signed him this year. But anyway. Oh, did we? Yeah. Seems like a two-year guy. I don't know. Is yeah. he signed for two years? Is that why? I don't know. I, it's just, it's not even... Not even that was thing. probably one we signed right at the beginning of free agency, and that's all we did. Something like that. Like, it, you know how we were praising Conroy for... Yeah, that's Poirier, though. Okay. Yeah. He's but, a funny-looking guy. Hey man, he's a good player. Kind of looks like Archie. Look, he got 41 points in 69 games last season in the AHL. For a defender, he's fantastic. Call him up, man. Um, no, I know. I want to see him, Tanev, but he had that, get he had that fucked up like wrist or forearm injury, whatever the fuck it was. Like it messed him up, but he'll be back. Um, yeah. Maybe we can get Gio and Brody back from the Leafs. <laughs> I don't think we can afford to regress anymore. We've regressed quite badly. <sighs> Maybe we can get Joel Otto out of. We barely beat the worst fucking team in the NHL. We didn't beat Columbus. Well, we beat Chicago by one goal. <laughs> Everyone get jealous. <laughs> we lost to Chicago last time. I know. But they had, uh, they had Bedard, at least. They, Bedard wasn't playing. Oh, he wasn't? No, he's hurt, man. No, he's the first a... time we played them. Oh, no, we, we did, they didn't have him then either. Oh, they didn't? No, broken jaw. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Well, the, yeah, so fuck up. We suck, man. We just need a retool. I'm excited for the retool. I'm excited for the trade deadline. <laughs> that's, if, to see that's if they do something, what though. What we get for these players. Yeah. I'm excited to see some prospect I've never heard of come to our team and be the next savior of this club. That's what I'm excited about. So am I. Mike, maybe we trade a big package to Jersey. It's like Markstrom and, and Tanev and Lindholm, <laughs> and they just give us everything. Their whole prospect yeah. list. Boom. I don't know. All signed and unsigned prospects to the Flames, plus a first overall. We'll see. We'll see. No first overall, obviously, since they're not going to be finishing last. But You got anything uh, else? No, sir. That's all I got. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this uh, three-week whirlwind recap of where the Flames are. Wow. What a time it's been. And uh, we'll catch you again for episode 97. Thanks so much for listening from wherever you are. Have yourselves a good morning, great afternoon, and wonderful evening. Bye-bye.